You know, I was I was praying about giving the message, and I was talking about what we did through all, through March. And you know, in the beginning of March, I spoke about uh, Lazarus, how how when when Lazarus died, uh, how his uh, the women were disappointed. You know, they were mad, and 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 they were saying, you know, if you only would have been here, Amen. If you only would have been here, have you ever felt that way, God? If you only would have been here, how many people know that resurrection is the right timing? God knows what He's doing. God never makes mistakes. Amen. He doesn't have an eraser. Amen. So for, for starters, you're not a mistake. God made you. But also he told me, he says, listen, even though I made them, I'm not a hoarder. I'm a lover. Amen. I just don't keep stuff because I made it. Or I created it. He goes, I keep the ones that I love. I keep them in my hand because that's how much I love them. Amen. So God, don't just say that, well, God loves everybody. Well, yes, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believed in him would not perish. So what he was saying is those who believe in me are my people are my children. And so I talked about that. And then Pastor Johnny talked about enter his gates with thanksgiving. Hosanna. Someone say Hosanna. 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 He said, if even you tell me to be quiet, even the rocks will cry out. So some of you hard-headed people, rock-hearted people, some of you need to cry out. Amen. Then, then late Pastor Corbett, he came and talked about communion, breaking bread. Jesus knocking at the door. He's talking about, he's talking about, he even broke bread with Judas. Amen. He loved Judas to the very end. Then my beautiful wife talked about anointed for his burial. How he was anointed. And then our, our pastor Armando talked about how he was separated from the father. It was a form of hell. You see, people think about hell. You, you, you think about devil, and you think about burning, and you think about all these bad things when, when you picture hell. Amen? Demons poking you. Listen, demons are not going to be poking you. How do we know this? Because they're going to be tormented too. They don't, need to be, they don't need to poke anybody. They're going to be poked as well. They're going to be tormented as well. And he talked about a form of that was when he had to separate from his father. Amen. And Pastor John, this morning, he was talking about Joseph, how he invested into the kingdom, how he gave up his tomb for the glory of God, how he knew that it was going to cost him his friendships. It was going to cost him relationships. It was going to cost him even some finances because remember, business was good as long as he was listening to what everybody else said. And as soon as he gave up his tomb, he was, he was cut away. And then we came this morning and we had our little play and we talked about the miracle of the woman with the issue. We talked about how he, he told them to pray for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And then he talked about the betrayal at the end, how he broke his life, how he broke his bread and he, and he gave them his blood. But this morning I want to talk to you about something. I want to talk to you personally. If I could talk to you personally, I would put your name in it. 
I want to talk to you, Jennifer. I want to talk to you, Corbett. I want to talk to you, Al. I want to talk to you, Ray. I want to talk to you, Manuel. Pastor Manuel. I want to talk to you personally, Rhonda. We see the stories. We come to church. We pay our tithes. We try to live good lives. But the bottom line is this. Do you know him? What are you saying, Pastor? This is why I'm here. I'll say it again. We've seen the plays. We watch the movie The Passion. We go to church. We're involved with ministry. We try to live good lives. But do you know him? Paul was a very, very religious man. And when I mean religious, he was, he studied the law. He was a theologian. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He had it going on. He was taught by the greatest teachers of all. He thought he knew God. Now there's a difference. He was willing to study. He was willing to teach. He was willing to kill. And to chase down. But did he know God? See, the difference is he knew religion. But he didn't know Jesus. He studied the scriptures, but yet when the scripture was in front of him, he didn't recognize it. And so Paul, late in his ministry, late in his ministry, we're talking about the last two letters that he wrote were uh, the, the, the letter of Philipp, uh, Philippines, Philippians and 2 Timothy. Those were the last two letters he wrote. He wrote one in a safe uh, house, a rented house where he, was, he had to stay there for trial. And the last one was 2 Timothy he wrote in the dungeon when he was about to get executed. And this is what he writes in Philippians 3, verse 10. That I may know him. Wait a second. We're talking about the doctor. We're talking about the Pharisee of Pharisees. We're talking about he was zealous even to the point he wanted to kill. He struck off his horse. He did how many mission trips? Three mission trips. Three mission trips. Come on. How many of you have been on a mission trip? One was hard enough. And that was only for a week. We're talking about year mission trips. Dealing with people, dealing with stuff, seeing signs, seeing wonders, seeing miracles. Three of them. Thousands of people coming to the Lord because of him. And he writes, I want to know him, knowing that he's about to get executed. Because the bottom line is this. Sometimes we need a question, do we really know him? Sometimes we need to examine ourselves, do we really know him? See, I thought I knew him when I used to go to church with my mom when I was little. We used to walk to church. And I'm not going to tell you what kind of church it was, but we said a lot of prayers. 
You can probably get what I'm talking about. I'm not here to knock any other church or, or put another thing down. I'm just trying to tell you what I used to go to. We would do signs and we would do, you know, prayers and, and we would listen to somebody speak. And, and me and my brothers and sisters, we thought we knew him. And then I start going to a Christian church. Someone say, hallelujah. But guess what? I still didn't know him. What do you mean? No, I just exchanged one religion for another one. Then I got involved with ministry. And guess what? I still didn't know him. I read about him. I watched the movies about him. I tried to talk to him. But I personally didn't know him. Amen? I'll give you the example. Jennifer, stand up real quick. This is my beautiful wife, Jennifer. How many people know her? How many people know her? I was like, yeah, who is she? I didn't even know you had a wife. This is my wife. Let me explain to you something. Some of you don't for here for the first time. You really you don't even know her. You probably heard about her, or maybe you even hear about her. Some of you actually talked to her before. Some of you had counseling with her before. Some of you are very good friends with her. But nobody knows her the way I know her. I know her in a special way. I know her in a different type of way than you know her. You, you understand what Paul was trying to say? He says, I understand that you kind of know me. You kind of know him. You talk about him and you, you know, that's why you're here at church. Amen. And some of you say, this is why I'm even getting closer to God because, you know, I, I want to even, you know, to see even more. And, and the thing is this, I used to study the word so much just to prove other people wrong. I used to join every single ministry to outwork somebody in ministry. I would try to outgive them, outpreach them, out, 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 whatever. And you know what the bottom line is this? I didn't even know him. I knew of him. I read about him. I even seen a movie that had to deal with him. But the bottom line is this. I didn't know him the way I know my wife. And so what Paul's saying, listen, I'm about to die, and I want to get to know him. That doesn't seem right. You know what Billy Graham said? He said, they asked him, what, what regret that you have? If you have any regrets in ministry, I know you let thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, maybe close to a million, maybe even more, to the Lord. He says, my only regret is I didn't get closer to God. And so Paul says this, I want to know him. I don't want religion. I already did that. Hello? You know why people get burned down? They said, man, I, really, I went to church and, and I got burned out because they want to talk about money. It's not that you got burned out, you talk about money. You found religion, not a relationship. Because me and my wife talk about money too. And I'm not burned out. And I'm not upset. Hello? Or... There's a lot of problems. Well, there's problems everywhere. Raise your hands if you have problems at home. Raise your hand if you have financial problems. Raise your hand if you have family problems. Raise your hand if you have a problem with yourself. That has nothing to do with knowing Jesus. Let's preach. To know him 
is to love him. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. You know what? This day we celebrate, this is the day he redeemed us. This is the day he, listen, this is the day he purchased us. This is the day he had to pay the ransom that we were stolen by the devil. This is the day that, guess what? This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. See, rejoicing is what the book of Philippi, the, the letter of Philippines is all about. Philippians. Judge looking at me. You keep saying Philippians. Philippines. Maybe I need a go there, huh? Mission trip. And he wrote this at the end. You know why? Because you know why God wants to save this message? Because guess what? How many of us are saved? Raise your hand if you're saved, born again. Amen. How many of you go to church? Amen. How many of you in ministries? How many of you love God? How many of you know him? How many of you really know him? How many of you really know him? How many of you know him like you know your wife? How many of you know him like you know your children? How many of you love him like you love your wife? How many of you love him like you love your children? How many, you listen, you can, you know what? I found God because I wanted him, listen, I wanted to know how to be a better father because I lost my children. Hello? I wanted to know him to benefit me to be a better father. I wanted to know him so I could stop doing those stupid things I used to do. I wanted to know him so I can get a better life. I wanted to know him so I can, you know, be, you know, okay with the community. And I wanted to know him for all the wrong reasons, not because I wanted to know him because he was Jesus. How many of us came to the Lord because we had an issue? Raise your hand. I came to the Lord because I was this. I came to the Lord because I was lonely. I came to the Lord because I was rejected. I came to the Lord because of this. I came. How many of you came to the Lord because you just wanted to know him? And this is what he says, that I may know him. And the what? And the what? Of his resurrection. Someone say power. How many of you want the power? How many of you want that power? See, when you get to know him, you get to know his power. You get to know the power of his love, the power of his mercy, the power of forgiveness, the power. Come on, somebody. The power, the power of resurrection. There's a lot of power in Jesus. There's a lot of power in Jesus. He's powerful. He's all-powerful. He defies death. He, he, he's, he's greater than anything else. He's the only God that died and rose from the dead. And that power, that power is for us. Part of the problem is the reason why we don't have that power because we don't know him. And if we knew him, you would know who you are. Amen? You're not what your husband calls you sometimes. You're not what your, come on, what your boss thinks of you sometimes. Or what your teachers think of you sometimes. That's not who you are. That's not what God called you. I said he's not a hoarder. He's a lover. He has a special name for you. In fact, he has special songs for you. He, re he sings songs over you. Can you imagine? He has love songs for you. That's how much he's in love with you. But do you know his power? The power of his resurrection. What does this power of resurrection look like? What does this power of resurrection look like? Have you ever seen something that's broken and dead? You know what my wife loves doing? It, what, she, I said, listen. God is not a hoarder. He's a lover. My wife, 
she, somebody will buy her like a plant and it's like, it's out. I mean, it's gone. And she goes, no, maybe just a little bit of water and, and a little bit of this. And uh, it, it, it could come back to life. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I got like 25 plants in my backyard. And you know the crazy thing? Some of them are coming alive. Hello, some of them are starting to come alive. I'm like, oh, maybe she's onto something. That's the way God is. God is onto something. And you know the crazy things? The one plants that want to live, live. The ones people that want to live, live. The, those who really believe in that power and that resurrection can live. You're not gone. You're not tossed away. In fact, the devil tossed you away because he was done with you. He left you out to die because he was done with you. But Jesus says, thank you, because this belongs to me the first, since the beginning anyways. His power of his resurrection looks like when a man and woman are in love with God. A lot of times what we think it is is a, a bunch of Holy Ghost, like, walking around and laying hands on people. We think that's power of resurrection. Power of resurrection, when you get up in the morning, go to work. The power of the resurrection is when you go to school and you don't fall for that stuff that your other friends want to do. Come on, somebody. The power of resurrection looks like when you become a father and you go take your kids to the park when you don't want to. That's the power. Now, let me explain to you something. The reason why I'm talking like this is because guess what? I found Jesus. Last year. Like, you've been a pastor for how long? Now, let me explain you the difference. Born again and knowing Jesus are two different things. I was born again years ago. My name was written in the last book of life even before I was even born. But finding Jesus, I found him last year. I exchanged Jesus for religion. I don't walk around stores saying, oh, I can't hear that or I can't do that or I can't. Listen, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that goes for I don't want to do that. I have the power not to do that. I have the resurrection power not to do that. I used to be so religious. Oh, turn it off. Pokemon is evil. True story. Someone said. I used to tell my nephews, watch out. Pokemon is evil. The devil's going to get you. Listen, serve Jesus. Don't worry about the devil. Love Jesus. Get to know Jesus. Get to real the real. And you don't have to worry about counterfeit. If you love God, you wouldn't watch Pokemon. Come on, somebody. But we can't live in a, you know, oh, watch out for that song. It's going to get you. Don't go to a restaurant. It's going to grab you. Oh, don't go to birthday parties because they might be cussing. Okay, then Peter shouldn't have went to the wedding because he was a cusser. And he shouldn't drink wine because that's what Jesus made. Oh, he's like, hallelujah, you know. That's, that's, not, that's not the point. Slow down. You're like, hey. Jesus made wine, do you hear that? That's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make, I have freedom. Freedom from religion. And when you know him, you want to please him. And there's times to walk away. I said there's times to walk away. 
If you can't handle it, walk away. In fact, Joseph ran. If you're at a place where you can't handle it and everybody's doing something that you can't handle and they want to put that no bounce to the ounce or atomic dog on and you can't handle that, then walk out. But if you can handle it, then what's the big deal? You're not the one that's dancing. I've never seen Jesus walk out of a party once because he always took the father with him. And so I found him and I'm not going to let him go. I discovered that, you know what's most important? Number one is God. I shall love God with all my heart, so mind and strength. And that's the number one commandment. And the problem is we love so many people that we forget to love God. He says, I know your works. I see your works. I see all your ministry. I see you, but I don't even know you. I see that you've done this, and I've seen that you've done that, and I've seen you go out of your way for that, and I see you go out of your way for this, but I don't even know you. You lost your, you left your first love. And so guess what? The priority is this. Love God. With all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if you do this, you fulfill the law. You will find Jesus at the cross every time. I said you will find Jesus at the cross every single time. Jesus never rejected people. He loved people to the very end. I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Amen. How many people want to know him? Raise your hand. Really know him. Listen, you need to get to know him. Have you ever had somebody, man, you really need to get to know this person. Right? You really need to get, hey, listen, if the, if, if who's your favorite um, singer or artist or, or actor or, or sports person? Let's say sports person. Who is it, Kobe? Let's say, if Kobe was here signing autographs, and then you say, who wants an autograph from Kobe? And someone, I don't even know who Kobe is. That's okay. But if those who know Kobe, they say, oh, my God, I want to know him. Uh, and he goes, I guess what? I want to give you my phone number. I want to go have dinner with you. How many will sign up? Uh, okay, forget Kobe. Put your favorite person. Can I write my own name? No. He's right here. Joe Montana? He don't need, he's not even a linebacker. just playing okay he's here right and he wants to go have fellowship with you he wants to break bread with you after after service he wants to get to know you how many people would do that what about the creator of the universe wants to get to know you he wants to break bread with you who wants to fellow hey how about this he actually wants to celebrate easter with you he wants to go fellowship but he wants to go to your place zacchaeus i'm going to your house Jesus loves to break bread. He loves a great gathering. He loves family. He loves friends. He loves doing great things. So how many people want to get to know him? How many people want to experience the power of his resurrection? Come on. I said, how many people want to know him? How many people want to, ex listen, how many people want to experience the power of his resurrection? What about the greatest of all? How many people want to suffer for him? Pastor, you had me, man, I was going to sign up. I was just going to sign up for this Christianity stuff. Now you're telling me I have to suffer? Now you're telling me I have to die to self? 
You just said that I have free uh, free reign and I have free, you know, will and, and, and you know, and I can know him and get to know him and, 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 and break bread with him and, 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 and experience his power of his resurrection. Now you're telling me I have to die to self? See, part of the problem in the last days is not the lack of word because everybody has it on their phone. It's not the lack of worship songs because everybody's writing them. Hello. Back in the day, they only had a couple of hymns. Amazing. You know, they would sing hymns and, right? No drums. Don't put no, no drums. Now we have drums. We have, you know, we have keyboards and, and electric guitars. And, and come on, somebody. Put the strobe light on. You know, everything. They took it off? Anyways, we have everything. We have microphones. It's not the lack of, you know, it, do we know, you know, the interesting things about God. There's a lot of movies written about him. Amen. It's a lack of people don't want to suffer. People, the love of many will grow cold because they don't want to suffer. So they begin to harden their hearts. Hurt people don't want to, they don't want to hurt no more. So they'll find something else. Some, tip, some different type of medication. Come on, some different type of relationship. A different job. A different hobby. A different, a different, just, I just need to move. And you move and you take your hurting self with you. But when you learn how to embrace suffering, like Paul said, it's no longer that I live, it is Christ that lives within me. I've been crucified on the cross with Christ. Hey, I want to know him now in the power of his resurrection. And if I have to suffer for knowing him, then let me suffer. Jesus to his very last day. The nail's already in. His back already ripped apart. His beard already plucked. The crown already pierced. Gagging for air, blood going everywhere on a hot day, being mocked at, had spit running down his face from the people spitting on him and from bruises from the, from, the, from the rods of hitting him. And yet we call suffering because we get a flat tire sometimes. Hello. We call suffering because we didn't get the promotion. We, we call suffering because somebody stepped in and took your girlfriend. I, I want to be straight with you. We call suffering because, because we call that suffering. Suffering, suffering. Listen, uh, Jesus being God was ripped apart. He was bruised. He was crushed. He was bleeding and he was naked. He uncovered himself to cover us. He was naked, bleeding. Up there, being laughed at. You know, at a split second, he could have stopped time and destroyed everybody. They come to Jesus and say, here, take this. This will medicate you. And he says, no, I'm not going to be medicated. I'm going to go through this because I love them. And I desire a relationship with every single one of you here this morning. And that's what the Lord says. I'm not a hoarder. I'm a lover. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. What does his death look like? 
What does his death look like? What does that mean being conformed to his death? We talked about this morning that they had three thieves. Two thieves and Jesus. And, and they beat him up. And the, you know what? They had to take the body of Jesus down to make sure it was him, to identify it was him. Because he couldn't, they couldn't even recognize him. Hello? We should get to a place where your friends can't even recognize you. We get to a place when we walk in and your wife can't even recognize you. She's like, there's something about you. Did you get a haircut? Then you just say, no, it's the resurrection Jesus. <laughs> Pastor Mario, he, he's, he's, he's feeling it this morning. We should get to a place when we, even when we walk into church, they don't recognize you. Because you know what we do recognize? We recognize when someone's bitter. We recognize when, when someone's unforgiving. We rec- Come on, come on. It's not very hard because they won't look you in the eye. They won't stare at you. You're, yeah, how you doing, brother? How you doing, sister? Oh, I'm doing fine. But that's not what Jesus does. I did not see where Judas came to Jesus and Jesus didn't do anything. He allowed him to kiss him. But he still loved him. Because he was willing to suffer. This is why the Bible says if we deny him. Come on. But if we reign with him. He is faithful. He will never deny himself. And this morning is your chance to say these beautiful words. I don't want religion. I want a relationship. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. And I want the fellowship of his suffering. Let me explain to you something. Why this scripture here that God gave me for you. This scripture, if you can live it, you'll be untouchable. If you can live this scripture, you will be untouchable. Why? Because guess what? I know him, and I know that he knows what's best for me. For his thoughts for me are good and not of evil to give me a future and a hope. My wife trusts me that I'm going to take care of her. I'm going to protect her. I'm going to go to war for her. I'm going to back her up. She knows that, so she feels safe. And so if you know Jesus, you will feel safe. Not to mention... There's a reason why you have that power of resurrection. Because suffering is coming. Suffering is coming. It's coming like it or not. Suffering comes on the just and the unjust all alike. But when you have that power of the resurrection, you can be laying in a tomb for four days like Lazarus and knowing that he's going to call your name and you're going to come out. You may be a little stinky. But that's when he unwraps you, and then he clothes you. Let me tell you something. When they were crying, if you only would have been here, God doesn't make mistakes. Some of you are going through some stuff, and you say, God, if you really love me, why are you allowing this to happen? God says, I love you this much. That's why I'm allowing it to happen. Because I want to see what you're made of. I want to see who your God is. I want to see who your real lover is. He says, if you love anything more than me, you're not fit for the kingdom. So what am I saying? This is what I'm saying. 
I think I used to love church more than I love God. I think I used to love my family more than I love God. I got it twisted. I got it all messed up. But last year I discovered, you know what? When all else fails, Jesus was the only one that never left me nor forsake me. He's my best friend. He's my counselor. He's my comforter. He's my rock. He's my father. He's my everything. And if as long as he's with me, who could be against me? And with all eyes closed and heads bowed, we're celebrating resurrection. What does that look like? Some of you used to know God. You used to have a relationship with him. Something happened, some suffering, some, some disappointment, some, some, something happened. Something came to take that from you. That's why the Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. Something happened along the way where your relationship is just not the same. Let me tell you something. I've heard it said before, it's like, I love my wife now more than I ever did. I hear that all the time, and I used to say, come on. You love her now more than you did when you guys first met, when you guys were like 18, 19, 20, and you love her more now. Let me tell you something. Love, when you mature love, and when you get to know somebody, they know you, you kind of look, you kind of look alike. Amen? I'm trying, trying to grow my hair back so I can look more like Jennifer. You start to look alike. Amen? I'll say amen. Your kids start to look like you more. They start to act like you more. They take on your character, right? That's exactly what happens when you hang out with Jesus. You begin to look more like him. You begin to act more like him. You begin to walk more like him. You begin to think more like him. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who considered others more than himself. He was God, took on the form of man, was crucified, rose from the dead on the third day, sits at the right hand of the Father, stands up and says, I knock at your door. I want to have fellowship with you. I want to break bread with you. You know what the sad thing is? He's not like those people who will knock and eventually when you don't open, take off. He's a loving God, a patient God, a kind God, a compassionate God. He's still knocking. We celebrate this day because of Adam and Eve suffered when they sinned. They lost everything until Jesus came and restored everything to his children. This is why Paul says this. I want to know him. The power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Paul was on his last days. He spent time two years in this safe house, and he had time to think about this letter. Philippians. He was about to write 2 Timothy. And even at the very time, the end, he said, all that I knew about God was just religion. To God begin to open my eyes and begin to pour in his spirit into me. 
You see, the reason why nothing's ever changed, the commandment's always been the same. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And if you love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, then only then, then you can love your neighbor as you love yourself. He went to the cross to fulfill the law. Paul was studying the law. He was, he was studying the law and he couldn't get enough of the law. He couldn't get enough of religion. He, he, he couldn't get enough of it. He, 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 he begins to say, and he's like, count this all rubbish and to know Christ and him crucified. And when he began to open his eyes and he began to love God, he was a changed man. He was so changed that he even changed his name from Saul to Paul. No longer do you call me Saul, for I'm not even worthy to be called, named after a king. But call me Paul, for I'm a servant of the Most High. And this morning is your opportunity to say, you know what? I want to know him. And the power of resurrection. And the fellowship of his suffering. And with all eyes closed and heads bowed, if there's anybody this morning say, you know what? God, if you would take me back, or if you would open my eyes again, if you give me the opportunity to get to know you the way I should get to know you, not ministry, not church, but you, I want to know you this morning. I want to celebrate this Resurrection Sunday with you. I want to take you with me wherever I go this afternoon. I want you to stand from your feet if that's you.